Hey gang, Melissa Hanault here with the Burnout to All Out podcast. I'm a mom of three corporate burnout that built a secondary six-figure income around my nine to five with little kids. This set me free and allowed me to fire my boss and pursue my wildest dreams. It took grit, persistence, and belief but now operating multiple six-figure businesses as an online entrepreneur and business coach, I have become a serial entrepreneur with a passion to inspire more burnouts, to take the leap and go all out and live out their dreams. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring all-out guests, lifestyle business tips and tools to empower you to take the leap from burnout employee to all-out entrepreneur, making your passion your paycheck. If this mom of three corporate burnout can go all out, so can you. All right, guys, we are live in the burnout to all out community with this incredible guest, Janet Sawatsky. So excited to have you here today, Janet. Janet and I are in a mastermind together in the Unstoppable Entrepreneurs Program with Kelly Roche. And I'm really excited to have you here today for our online entrepreneurs to really hear your story and really learn from you, your zone of genius. You guys, Janet has a strategic thinking and planning firm, and she specializes in customizing growth roadmaps and implementation. She works with small and medium-sized businesses who are ready to stop drowning in the day-to-day and start having fun running a business that doesn't run you, which I know a lot of people can relate to. A little bit about Janet's background. She has 15 years in the internal municipal government as a business strategist, and she loves data. So I'm excited to actually unpack your story and how you left working for the government. And not only does she love data, she's good at getting to the heart of what's working in your business and what is not working in your business, and how to operate your business better, more efficiently. She helps you get back on track and realize your vision faster and identify your goals and make them tangible to create and implement a plan to make it happen. So, so excited to have you here today. So Janet, first and foremost, on the front half of my interview, I love to hear the story of the nine-to-fiver who decided to bet on themselves. So can we go back to when you were still working for the government and you, I guess, let's start there. I'm curious, did you always have it in the back of your mind, even when you're working for the government, that like you wanted to work for yourself? Or was it one of those things that after you left the government gig that you decided that maybe I should work for myself? So take us back to being in the government, working for the government, and when this started, this whole idea of working for yourself began to percolate. Thanks so much for having me on the show. And hello, everybody. Yes, it's, uh, it seems like a really long time ago, but really it was only a few years ago. So I worked for the municipal government and uh, for 15 years. And I did, as Melissa was mentioning, business strategy and uh, research. So I really graduated from university with my master's degree in sociology. And then I started working for the government. And for me, like, that's all I ever wanted to do. I thought, you know, you get a good job and uh, you make good money and and you're going to be there for life. That's just sort of how you think when you're you're a young person. And that's kind of um, 
how things were when I was starting. I think things have changed now, but anyway, so that's all I wanted. And so then I got in there for about, you know, four years and I was like, wow, I don't know that this is really for me. (laughs) I just didn't feel like I really fit in there because I was always trying to improve everything. And sometimes people didn't want to change. (laughs) So I really struggled with the you know, I, I was really drawn to trying to create efficiencies and effectiveness working in government. And, you know, some people were very supportive in, in that way and other people weren't because there were a lot of people who just didn't want to change. So I did take a lot of training and some of the training that I, I took in the government was around performance measures and change management. And that, I think, really opened my eyes to a different way of thinking. And I was like, you know, I really want to start my own business. And so I had it in my mind, but, you know, it's kind of like what we call the, the golden handcuffs or the yeah. velvet coffin. As some people say, is like, you know, you're making really good money. It's like, why do you want to leave? And it's like, right. well, yeah, I'm making really good money and I'm paying the bills, but I'm not fulfilled. I'm not satisfied. I'm not really I don't feel like I'm really making the difference that I wanted to make in the world. So I always had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to start my own business, but I really struggled about, well, how do I do that? And and what am I going to sell? Like, I just, I don't really know how to monetize my skills. So I, and then, you know, the universe said, you know what? It's time for you to go. And in 15 years, I got laid off. And at first, of course, it's really shocking because you know, you're kind of devastated and you think, oh, what did I do wrong? That's the first thing you think when you get laid off. And then really, I was like, a couple of weeks later, I was like, oh my goodness, this is the gift. Yes. Oh my gosh. So let's just pause there for just a second. Because I talk about this all the time. I'm like taking a little note here. You know, I always talk about in the midst of disruption, people are open to change, right? So Wherever the disruption happens, if it's, you know, the loss of a 15-year career, disruption in our economy, disruption in what's going on in the world, but people could be stuck in a certain mindset for a really long period of time. And when the rug gets ripped out from under them, it's their moment of reassessing everything, which sounds like is what you did is you were like, I didn't really like that job anyway. Like I've mourned the loss of it. Now I've got a blank canvas, right? So what can I do differently? And I'm, I'm always talking about that with LinkedIn, right? Like when people are out there looking to market whatever it is they do, if it's about change management and, you know, depending on what they're marketing, people who are active over there maybe open, right? For the first time in their lives because of disruption. So I love that you took what could have been a low point in your life and it ended up being life-changing, right? Like sometimes you have to fall to know where you stand, right? So I love that. Okay, sorry, keep going. No, that's fine. And and that's, you know, that's what it was. And I realized that you, you do have to go through the grieving process. But what I realized for myself was that I loved working there because of the people that I knew. Mm-hmm. And I worked with some amazing people. Mm-hmm. And I am still friends with with those people. And so that was really what was holding me there, was, was working with the people. It wasn't really the job. So I, I decided, well, I'm going to, this is my chance now. I'm going to start my business. And I thought, well, 
you know, I have, I have 15 years experience as a, as a consultant and I thought, well, I could probably consult. I didn't know exactly what I was going to be doing. And I thought, well, I'll just start and, and we'll kind of see what happens. And uh, so I, I wrote a business plan and I, awesome. <laughs> and I started using the skills that I had and I started going and I started talking to people. I think that's how you get going. Mm-hmm. And um, six months into my business, I adopted a baby girl. Oh, yeah. So my husband and I adopted a baby, I should say. And, uh, you know, we'd been trying to have children and it wasn't really working out for us. And so we were on the adoption list for four and a half years. And, you know, it was just so amazing to me how we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And then, you know, I get laid off. I start my new business. I'm so excited. I'm so gung-ho. I'm working so hard trying to get this business off the ground. And we get a baby. So... (laughs) It was wonderful. It was really wonderful. And of course, you know, then it was all about re like shifting again <laughs> about, you know, we, we need to adjust our lives and, and take care of this beautiful child. And, and now she's three years old and she really has changed our life. And we are just, she's amazing. Oh, she's just, yeah. Being parents is, it's definitely life changing and just one of the best things you can do in the world. So, yeah, really happy. Try not to get too too emotional <laughs> about that. But uh, yeah, we just love her to pieces, and it's uh, brought us closer together. And it's really, really changed my husband and myself, and, and what we're trying to do in the world as well. Hey there, we're going to take a brief little interruption. I think you guys will love why I'm doing this little interruption. And that is because we hear from you all the time over in the Burnout to All Out community on our Facebook page. You've got questions. You want coaching. And so one of the things we are opening up to our Burnout to All Out community that are listening in right now to this podcast is a chance to get your questions answered in a live hot seat coaching session with me, yours truly, Melissa Hinault, in our Burnout to All Out community. And the audio will be recorded and you will be debuted in our podcast with your questions. So if that piques your curiosity and you're intrigued, here's the deal. All you have to do is text the word question. Again, text the word question to the number 1-833-310-7171. Again, Text the word question to 1-833-310-7171. And when you do that, we will come back to you with another message asking you to submit your question. Two to three lucky people will be selected every single week, be featured in my Facebook community and on my podcast. Looking forward to hearing from you guys. So how do you think that shifted your goals or the way you continued to grow your business? Well, it really changed everything. To be completely honest, when you have children, you just, you see the world in a different way. We just became more planning, more planning for the future. Whereas before, you know, when it was just the two of us, it's like, you know, we had plans and goals and we were meeting them. But when you have a child, like you just, you get more serious about it and you get it down and you have a plan and you 
I think you just, it just changes your outlook because now it's not just you. It's, it's your family that you need to take care of. All right. So you got a new baby girl. Now it's like the rubber meets the road with your business. So what, what happened next? So I took, uh, I took some time off and then I was just thinking about, you know, getting back to work. And I was approached by a post-secondary institution to come in and do their strategic planning. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I better get my daughter into daycare. <laughs> so, so that's what I did. <laughs> and uh, we got her into daycare and I worked uh, full-time. I got a contract with a post-secondary institution here and uh, I've worked full-time for about a year with them, developing their strategic plan and their values, their vision and their mission and their goals. And uh, yeah, that was a really exciting contract. And I, I learned a lot by working again for a bureaucracy because it made me realize that, well, I can do it and I'm very skilled at it and I'm trained to do that. And I'm, you know, it's just so natural for me because that's what I know. It made me realize that I wanted to make a shift and work with entrepreneurs and small businesses because I really enjoyed the speed of the decision making. Mm-hmm. And if anyone's worked in a bureaucracy, you know that the speed is not there. Oh my gosh, so slow. It's like a tortoise. I mean, I, I come from the world of the, the pharmacy world, but I know in the VA, in the pharmacy life, nothing changes ever. Formularies, like people are just resistant to change, right? Yeah. Okay, so... So awesome. So really that, that one year that you were really a consultant, you weren't employed by them. So it was almost like a segue into really rocking your own full-time business. So share with me from there, how did you find or land or, you know, how are you even currently finding these small businesses and online entrepreneurs to serve? Like, what does that, what does that look like for you? Well. And it has been challenging for me in, in all the different aspects of, of business. I'm very good at certain things. I certainly have a zone of genius. But marketing and sales is not my zone of genius. It really was challenging for me. And it's, it, it is. What I do know <laughs> is that there's a lot of help out there. So when you need help, you need to identify that, you know what, this is what I'm struggling with and be aware of, of it. Because no one is good at everything. That's just how it is. And, you know, reach out and get some help. And so I just started one of the, one of my strategies is I start talking to people and say, look, you know, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm struggling. What do you think? And, you know, do you have any ideas? And someone had mentioned to me that perhaps you should talk to a business coach and, and I, I, it never really occurred to me that there's this whole world of, of business coaching and, and mentoring. And I, I kind of, you know, you forget about that. And so I actually took a, a CEO development course from Kelly Ruda, and it was a fabulous program for entrepreneurial women. And you had to make a certain amount and then you were able to join the program and then they would help you kind of grow. So I joined that program and it was really a life changing for me. Wow. Um, working with other women entrepreneurs, small business owners who were very successful and very talented and had struggles really moving forward. And I found that was really, that was another gift 
that I gave myself that I signed up for that program and I went through that program and it was really, it was a game changer for me. You know, it's so interesting. It's something we even talked about last night with another team that I lead. And that is that, you know, we can have the best service. We can have the best program. We can have the best products. But if we don't have the right marketing and sales strategy online, it falls on deaf ears, even if it's incredibly impactful, right? And knowing, you know, many people who launch online businesses don't necessarily have a sales or marketing background. They're an expert in another field, right? So it's this whole other learning curve that has to happen in order to monetize online. And we know that it's unlimited opportunity, but like actually tapping into it is the biggest challenge, right? Well, do you have any success stories? Can you share with me any scenarios, you know, obviously without disclosing specifics of the actual company or person, but can you share with us a scenario or two where you've worked with a small business or entrepreneur and really helped them strategically plan and really change the outcome of their business? Absolutely. Yes, I, I have worked with a, a technology consulting company and that was, it was such a joy. You know, you're in your zone of genius when you look forward to everything you do with this company and it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you look forward to it. Like, I don't know about anybody else, but I did not look forward to going to work in my municipal government job. Like I dreaded Monday morning. Like I hated it. Yeah. So, you know, when you get up already on Sunday going, I can't wait to go to work tomorrow. Yes. It's, it's a huge difference anyway. So, so I just, you know, I, 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 I met with them. I identified, you know, I, I always asked lots of questions and, and try to get to the root of the problem. And then we develop a plan together, which we did. And, you know, it's not linear. It, it is organic. And you have to, as a good consultant and a, as, as a good facilitator, you need to have a process, obviously, but you need to be able to customize it for your clients because the way that you develop a strategy is just not linear. It's just not it, like, you know, you kind of go back and forth and it's like, oh, we're back at this thing again. And that's okay. That's why I don't use templates. I just ask questions. I get the information and they give it to me. And then I put it together in a strategy that they can actually implement. So I make things like it's obviously it's a strategic plan, but it is practical and they can actually implement it. So. For me, like just going through the process with them and seeing the light bulbs going on, like, oh, I never thought about that. And oh, I didn't look at it like that. And oh, wow, we never had this conversation before. Mm -hmm. uh, that for me was such joy because people don't hold space for strategy. And that's what we do because you need it, but you need to look up and go, where are we going with this company? What are we doing? Are we really on track? And are we really achieving our goals? Like, are we actually measuring that? Like, mm -hmm. so that's what I help people do because you're so busy in the day-to-day. -day. Yes. You need to look up and take that time to think about where you're going. And so that's what we do. Are you a social seller out there looking to beat the summer slump, looking for some accountability, 
to grow your business and find the business builders of your dreams that want to run with you. Guys, if that's you, look no further than our In 5 Day Inside Scoop, where we are going to be taking you soup to nuts through growing your brand and creating attraction marketing on the LinkedIn platform. I'm going to teach you some of the critical tools I use to grow my social selling business and my coaching business. The coolest part about it, it's completely free. You just have to jump over to my Burnout to All Out Facebook community and get registered today. Or you can go to my website, www.livethefreelife.co. We'll put this in the show notes. But guys, take a listen to some of my former students and how they're doing and their experience inside the LinkedIn training. I jumped into the academy and I was like, oh, let me watch like a mantra a day and like really get through it. Oh my gosh, don't. Take your time and once hit it, really follow the schedule like one per week and, and sign up to the audit. It's really the audits that are just so invaluable because you think that you did a pretty decent job on your profile for starting out and you feel like something busy, but you can't quite put your finger on it. And so having other people provide their input based on what they learned from the academy, that for me has been just phenomenal. I love that. You know, the thing is, I think a lot of people in the online space, you know, they dip their toe in and I can speak for myself, you know, it's a ever evolving target, right? Like when I first started with my LinkedIn coaching, I was like the technician, right? Like I was doing the coaching. I was doing all the things. And then I had to slowly hire on other people to help out. And then the rocket ship just kind of took off. And then there was like all these different offers. And then all of a sudden, it's like become this huge entity a year later that you look back and you're like, whoa, like what happened? And to your point, where are we headed, right? And so just a couple of months ago, I hired a CFO who really, I just really started looking at the numbers, right? And that's something they really coach us in UE is like, you need to know your numbers. You need to follow your numbers. But I think when you first start an entrepreneurship, most people have never run a business before. They're really pursuing a passion and making it a paycheck. And then when it takes off, it's like, shit, now what do I do? Right? I don't even know. I don't even have the time to like organizationally do an after action review and look to the future. Right? I know. So like for me, I actually book at least once to twice a year, a four day retreat all by myself to analyze my business and to plan for the new year because I found early on when I left corporate, that was the one big thing missing for me because in corporate, we always had at least semi-annual business meetings and business plannings to look at the numbers from the past, look at like what we were scheduling for the, for the future. And when I really started to take off an online entrepreneurship, I was like, I'm like out here all by myself and if I don't sit down and make space for this, like, I'll end up being like, we're doing great time. I don't know where we're headed, but we're doing great time. 
right? Like, do you run into people that are that way? It's just like, you know, they're just, oh, yeah, like, have no idea where they're headed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, entrepreneurs are visionaries. And and we have all these great ideas and we, you know, we're, we're running something, but we've got these ideas about something else. And we want to, you know, we, sometimes we have more than one business and you have these ideas, but until you actually get something down on paper or, you know, digitally, of course, you, you have no plan and then you have no way of evaluating whether what you're doing is working or not. And then what maybe needs to be improved. Or what needs to come off your plate and be wrapped all together? <laughs> yes, right. And that's one of the. So I booked a hotel next weekend. You'll be proud of me. And I'm going to be spending a large part of that time just assessing the business has grown and evolved so much with so many different swim lanes that I have to even reassess role and responsibility within my team, right? And what they're doing in their capacity. But it's fun, but I think that it's also can be daunting if you've never done it before, right? Because if you are the visionary, I know my bucket list for 2022, because I know that I'm still always the bottleneck, because I'm still operating as the CEO, the integrator, and I'm also still coaching. So it's like, I am the bottleneck and I really like my next big hire. I want to integrate her because it takes up so much of my brain capacity every week is just the integration of the company that I know that I'm left with less creative space, which is really what drives the, the, the value and what we offer our clients, you know? So I'm, I'm curious, Janet, when it comes to entrepreneurship, and I know that you're a data queen, but if you could really give some tips, you know, for the, the average entrepreneur who's maybe a year or two into their business, any top level, like key lagging or leading indicator numbers or things that they should be, you know, consistently checking in on to effectively keep their finger on the pulse of their business? I would have to know more. Like I'm a I'm a details person. Yes, <laughs> so, yeah. So I would need to know more about their business because when it comes to measuring things, it's very unique to what you're doing. And what I do with companies is you need to be very clear about what outcomes you're looking for. And once we define those outcomes, then we define the measures. And because the thing about strategy is that you have to identify all of your results and kind of begin with the end in mind. So what are you trying to achieve? And then we will talk about the measures and then you have to actually be looking at it and you need to be gathering the data and looking at, is it improving? Is it staying same? Is it getting worse? And what are you doing about it? And who are you talking to about it? Because it's usually the process. It's not the people. So usually your process is broken, you need to fix it. So I guess uh, to answer your question, it's like, I would always be looking at your business process to find out what is the bottleneck to prevent you from achieving your goals. Oftentimes it is, you know, people want financial stability. So what are you doing around financial stability? Do you have a financial plan? How often do you look at your numbers and who, who is the financial expert that you have on your team or that you bring in as needed? 
or are you trying to do all of that yourself? Are you trying to run your company and meet with the clients and, and deliver your service or develop a product? And you're also trying to do all the financial analysis and you're doing HR and, you know, and, 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 right? So get really clear about what you want to do and have goals that you can achieve. And then you need to be measuring them. And maybe you're not the person to be actually gathering the data and, and measuring it. Maybe you have somebody else do that for you. And then the, the results are brought to you. And then you, as the CEO, will make a decision about whether you're going to continue to pursue that or, or this or that. So I'm not getting really specific about yeah leaders to look at because it's, it's all about your processes. Yeah. But I think you hit on a couple of key things that I know I finally had to come to Jesus with this year. I know when I hired my first business coach nearly two years ago this month, I remember her telling me that I needed to hire a bookkeeper. And I remember her talking about her husband was initially her CFO. Now they've hired someone else out. But I remember my, it was a tiny business at the time. And so I was like, the thought of like outsourcing that just sounds crazy. There's not enough cash flow for this to like really be like, why would I hire someone else to do this? Right. And as the business really started to take off and there was lots of money moving left and right between investing and hiring and clients that were coming in, it became overwhelming from like a mental gymnastics standpoint. And this year I was like, I realized I was like, I need to, I need to hire a bookkeeper. And I also need to hire a CFO because I don't have the skill set, nor does it give me joy or energy to crunch these numbers. And so if I can hire, I've got a virtual CFO that's amazing and I pay her about 800 bucks a month and I have a call with her tomorrow. We sit down every single month on a Friday and review my P&L. We review the numbers mm-hmm. and it's been huge for me because she calls out things from a very objective standpoint that I can't see the, the forest for the trees, right? You know, one of the things she challenged me on this past month was like, gosh, you spent so much money on ads and staffing for these ads and staffing for this launch. And it really didn't work. Like you spent a lot of money on it. And when we go back to earlier this year, when you weren't paying for ads and you weren't paying high dollar for this launch manager, you were actually doing really well. So she's just really good at calling a spade a spade. Whereas me being in the thick of it, I'm just like, this is what everybody else is doing. This is what we have to do, right? She called the spade a spade. We pulled the ads team. We pulled the really high dollar launch team that was supposed to 10X what we were doing. And we're like back to the basics this month, doing what worked and actually cost us a lot less money. But if I hadn't hired her for 800 bucks a month, you know, I'd be wasting tons of money still. So. The point of that is Mm -hmm. that I truly value and appreciate and understand what you mean by like having outsource it. If you're going to be a business owner and it's not your zone of genius, outsource it for a small fee. Yes. You can really keep your finger on the pulse of the business. Yes. Yes. And, And that bringing that objectivity in, like, so somebody comes in from the outside 
they see things differently. Whereas, you know, when you're in it, you're so, you're just doing it and, and you're so attached to it. Right. Totally. I'm like, no, this ad seems amazing. We're going to, we're going to work with them. I've paid them so much effing money. It's, it's going to be amazing. And then it's like, but it's not organic leads from your current clients works a whole lot better and it converts a lot better. And it takes someone from the outside to be like, no, the numbers don't match. I know that this is sexy and like people say that this works, but like what you were doing really worked and it was cheaper. (laughs) Yeah. Look at the evidence. Like that's the thing. And if it's not your wheelhouse, that's okay. Like not everybody is going to be a data analyst and not everybody even knows how to measure their results that they're looking for. And that's okay. Get somebody who can. There's lots of people who can. And uh, it's, there's a bit of art and a little bit of science. I mean, there's a lot of science and and a lot of art that goes into analyzing your results and trying things. Like if something's not working, find out why it's not working and then adjust your strategy and and look at your business processes. I, I can't say that enough. Because usually it's, there's a flaw in your process of, of why something's not working. And don't blame people. That's something that I would really like to highlight. It's don't blame people. It's right. uh, often a miscommunication or they're not really understanding the result you're trying to get or they don't know how or, you know, whatever. So talk to people and find out what is it that's broken in the process. Not, not. Yeah, I love that. I actually wrote that down earlier that it's the process, not the people. And that kind of goes back to my point earlier is that like our launches changed when we changed the process, right? Which is why we're going back to the original process, right? Especially with all the changes with iOS anyway, ads just are not our jam. Okay, so this has been so good. So Janet, let me ask you, I'm really big on books. And so... In your zone of genius, what have been, I know you had some great mentorship, but what are like the top two books that you've read since um, really jumping into entrepreneurship that come to mind that have been really foundational for you or just content that you continually go back to that were game changers for you? Well, there's so many books. <laughs> I love books and I, I read a lot. I think if I was to just pick two, which is very hard to do. The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Oh, I've heard of that one. Okay. It's a fantastic read. It's a read you would, you want to read it more than once and you keep going back to it. It's, it's a very small book and it is just packed full of great wisdom. <laughs> okay. So that, that's a good one. Okay. And then, you know, for me, because I love performance measures and I love data, I just love Stacy Barr's, it's called Practical Performance Measurement. Okay. And that is Stacy Barr. You can also check her out online. She's amazing at performance measurement. She's a performance measurement specialist and she makes it so easy. And I really think her process is the best that I've seen in the world. So if you do need some performance measurement, how to, that book is just fantastic. I really enjoy it, but I really love data. So maybe not everybody will, but. There's a nice contrast for you, the big leap and yeah. performance measurements. <laughs> awesome. Well, so that brings me to a question. Have you heard of the book Traction? No, I haven't. No? Okay. That was one my business coach had me read two years ago. That's almost like consultative from a, like it has worksheets and everything to really kind of 
build out organization and structure and build mission and purpose and all the things with your business, which I just found really relatable for kind of the visionary versus, you know, being in the, in the weeds. Anyway, I was just curious if you'd ever heard of it because I know that guy has like a whole program. Awesome. Well, Janet, so where can folks find you? Where are you hanging out on social? Do you have a website? And do you have any anything going on right now that people can take a look at? Sure. Thanks so much. So you can find me at uh, sevenpointtrends.com. Uh, that's our website. And we also have a live show every Tuesday at noon Mountain Time in our Facebook group called Strategy for Business Growth. So if you're interested in strategy and everything business building, we, we do have a live show every Tuesday at noon. And you can also contact our company at hello at sevenpointtrends.net. Awesome. Very, very cool. Janet, thank you so much for coming in this morning and just sharing your journey and maybe inspiring some people who maybe they're straddling, they're sitting on the fence in a career that they know they're made for more and hearing your story, you know, the zigs and the zags and where you've landed and really being an incredible online entrepreneur that's serving other small business owners is just so incredible. Thank you for sharing your insights today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fantastic. And I just, uh, I love the LinkedIn program that I'm, I'm doing with you and onwards and upwards. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so fun working online. I really enjoy it. Yes. It's been so fun getting to know you and that, that small little group is, is a lot of fun to work with. So awesome. Well, thank you, Janet. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. For free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services, go ahead over to livethefreelife.co. That's livethefreelife.co. Or check out our Facebook community at Burnout to All Out. And make sure you follow Burnout to All Out on Spotify and subscribe to iTunes. And it would truly mean the world to me if you paused for just a second gave me that five-star review of the show and be sure to share this episode with any burnouts you think would be inspired to go all out after hearing this episode.